0: Welcome to the Judaism From Within podcast, the podcast where we delve into, elaborate, and bring out the thinking and the ideas of Rav Shumshan Rafael Hirsch. I'm Simi Lerner. This week is a good one. A good one because we're able to discuss a concept, an idea that is so often used, but often devoid of content or meaning the word holy. What do you mean by that? And I know we could say it means separate, but that's religiously not that impressive. What do you mean by that in its essence? And more importantly, from a Jewish standpoint, how is it applied to the individual? You are to become holy. That's the mitzvah in Choreb this week. Self-sanctification. Hiskachus. What do you mean? How do I do it? What actions can I take? What is the result why should I do it? These are the ideas that we are going to discuss this week. But before I begin, we're coming back from a bit of a break. I just want to say thank you to everyone who reached out, be it from the podcasting platforms, from the OU Tyre website, or from the WhatsApp group. I really appreciate it, and uh, once again, thank you very much for taking the time. So we're talking about an act of becoming holy, and it's important to describe what we mean by becoming. We're talking about a transformation, we're not talking about a description of a person, we're talking about an inner transformation that we're called upon to do. But to really appreciate what this is, because it's an obscure term, to become holy, and it's going to require a bit of a description, let's talk about the goal. What is this in aid of? Becoming holy isn't the goal in and of itself, it is to achieve something. What is it to achieve? And I think the best way of phrasing that from Rav Hirsch's perspective is the description of what Judaism is in its broadest sense. The Torah is to the Jewish people and to the world, in a way, a description of reality. When I say reality, I don't mean on some metaphysical level. It's a description of the history of the Jewish people. It invites the Jewish people into a narrative. It describes the world, it describes the way the world is. It gives us a world view. And coupled with that world view is how to act in that world. The word that we use to describe something like that is a mission. A mission requires a picture of the world and a description about what you have to do in the world. They call this world view attunement, where your world view and what you have to do in the world are tightly coupled. And in a nutshell, to become holy is to cultivate your fitness for this goal, is to cultivate yourself to be the type of person who is most adept at this mission. So let's say it in another way. The Torah describes the world to us. Hashem invites us to view the world in a specific way. And we as Jewish people are called upon a mission, the most noble mission, the most moral mission. And as Rav Hirsch calls it, the most human mission. Calling upon our true humanity to become holy is to cultivate yourself and to be the type of person who is the most adept at that mission, at that goal. Let's give a parallel or a metaphor. Take a football player. A football player is in a football pitch and he's playing football. There we have an attunement between his goal and his world. His goal is to play football, his world is a football pitch. To become a better football player is to train. So we're talking about a training process. So this training process, and this is really the genius in which Rav Hirsch describes what it means to become holy, in a beautiful feedback cycle, three stages, and each one complements the one before it, and then feeds what has been created back into the process. He breaks it down that the first thing you need to know is the pattern that the Torah describes. In our metaphorical language that we've been using, that's your world. The second is a reflection on the self. How do I reflect this pattern that the Torah is presenting? So when I say the Torah, I don't mean book or books. I mean a worldview that the Torah is describing to us. Then I look how I reflect it. That takes self knowledge. Chesh and Hanefesh. Am I reflecting this process correctly? Am I in tune with the goals of the Torah? Now that creates a certain type of person. I act in the world differently. So if we repeat those three stages, you have your worldview. You have the self. Am I reflecting this? Have I incorporated the goals? Do I find these goals ennobling? worthy to take on? Have I incorporated them into myself? I then act in the world differently. That new me that has become more holy has imbibed these principles, has acted differently, then looks at the tire with new eyes. I then have the ability to see the pattern in a deeper perspective. I then reflect again. I then grow again and that feedback cycle can continue which we can understand the concept of perfecting oneself perfecting oneself in the pattern of the Torah to give a practical example of this what is a pattern that the Torah presents us with well the Torah presents us with a pattern that the universe existence is part of an orchestra an orchestra of interconnected interdependent living creatures Everything is an expression of Hashem, meaning the way I act in the world, now this is the reflection on me, the way I act towards the environment, the way I act towards my fellow human being, will be impacted by the pattern of reality that I've accepted. If I accept a pattern of reality of randomness and meaninglessness, that is a pattern. That is a legitimate pattern that people do hold. It makes sense, you can make sense of the world with it, but it is a choice to hold that pattern. Rathas says, take the pattern of the tyra. Now reflect, are you living up to that? Are your actions in the world a manifestation of what you think the pattern of reality is? Do I relate to people with love? Do I relate to people of all cultures with a degree of love and connection? Do I look at the environment as something to be taken advantage of. And the reason why I'm using the most universal example is because it's the first example of the Torah. The Torah describes the world in this way. And this is why Rav Hirsch opens up his 19 letters with a description of creation. Because he's offering you an image of the world that's supposed to impact the way you act to the world. So the act of becoming holy is for all intents and purposes refining me to express more noble goals. Are my goals the goals of the Tyra? Now, that's not ego death or dismantling of the ego. It's refining the ego. If there is something truly noble that you could be incorporating, wouldn't you want that to be your goal? So knowledge of the Tyra. What is the Tyra asking of me? Why is it the most noble goal? Why is this something that I should adopt as my goal? But let's break it down to a finer point. How does this directly affect action? So this feedback cycle that we've discussed, you have the knowledge, you have the reflection, but how does it directly impart into action? And this is where an appreciation of what we mean by morality, or the good life, or how you should act, isn't a question of just rules. It's a question of what you actually think the reality of existence is. The facts on the ground And if the Torah imparts to us the way the world is, that should radically change how we act. So to follow through with our example previously of creation, well, how do I look at my fellow man? This is a moral question. Jew or non-Jew, are they of infinite worth in the image of God? Do I owe them my love? Do I owe them my allegiance as part of God's orchestra? If I think that is the picture of the world, how I act in the world will be profoundly impacted. Is the world there for me to take advantage of? If everything in the world is an orchestra, if everything in the world is a cycle, am I supposed to take my place in it as well? Or are things random? And each to their own, and let the devil take the hindmost. Your worldview, or how you think the world is, profoundly affects how you act. And this action in the world cultivates you further. You can see this sort of feedback cycle taking place here. Knowledge of the world, knowledge of the self. How I act in the world is profoundly impacted, which affects who I become. So with that one description of how I appreciate what the world is on the most universal scale, I'm on guard, not to take advantage. I abstain from that which is not mine. I keep guard to move against evil, But to pursue the good and this comes in line because i know the pattern that the torah presents me my goal within that pattern and constantly reflecting on how i'm living up to it once again we're getting this process this is to be a holy individual so in final summation to become holy an idea that's often left in abstraction for of hirsch is a description of a process, a process of becoming, not of having something, a piece of knowledge, no, a transformative experience of being alive. And what is this process? This process comes about through the pattern that the Torah gives you, how you as an individual reflect that, and thereby how you live out your life differently. And these have profound moral implications because you become a different type of person because you act differently. And then that different person gets feeded back into the cycle because that new refined individual looks at the Tyra with new eyes, looks at the Tyra with a new perspective. He then reflects how he looks at it and then acts differently again. This is the process of becoming more godlike. You are perfecting yourself constantly through this prism of the Tyra. This is the act of Hishkachus, the act of becoming holy. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful week and a wonderful Shabbos.